This week, the golf world will descend on winged foot for what's expected to be a brutal US Open test. But what's winged foot like when the TV cameras aren't there recording? What are the secrets of one of America's most iconic country clubs? And what can those secrets teach us about what we'll see from the pros this week? We talked to five of Wingfoot's club champions to find out. I'm Dylan DeChair, and this is The Drop Zone. One annual tradition of the U.S. Open is trying to determine early in the week just how difficult the golf course is going to play. Another U.S. Open tradition is diving into the history and the vibe of the host course, from an unknown muni like Chambers Bay to an iconic resort destination like Pebble Beach to a storied old-school country club like Oakmont or Shinnecock or Wingfoot. Luckily, we got five Wingfoot club champions with titles as far back as 1984 and as recent as this year to fill us in. The audio quality isn't perfect. This was recorded over video, but... If you want to peek behind the Wingfoot curtain, I think this is your chance. So let's dive in. What in your mind is the key to winning at Wingfoot? And uh, Eddie, we'll start with you. Uh, pretty easy. Um, every hole play the outside of the dog legs. It's really that simple. If you play the outside of the dog legs, you have an approach to every green, obviously not the par threes, but if you can accomplish that, it gives you plenty of room off the tee um, even if you're off the fairway, you have an angle to the front edge of every green. And if you can chip and putt there, you at least have a putt for par. Jeff, we'll go to you next. Key to winning at Wingfoot. I think uh, the, two, the two things you always have to think about, especially on a tilling-ass course, and especially Wingfoot, is always below the hole and never short-side yourself. Um, there are places on that golf course where I don't care how good your short game is, you can't get up and down for par or you know, whatever it is. So. You know, those are my two cardinal rules. Um, over is never good on any one of those holes, and there's a few holes that are just, you know, they're, they're death. So uh, just stay short and uh, never short side. Robert, should we go to you next? Um, I think looking back at the 06 Open, you know, you watch, you watch a lot of guys miss a lot of putts in that six to eight foot range. And, you know, when the greens really get rolling, especially on Sunday, um, you know, it's going to be really fast and it's going to be the guys that really know how to drip putts in and, and can feel comfortable making those, making those kind of hesitant strokes um, and still make those putts. So I, I look to see whoever can kind of get the highest percentage of those six to eight footers in as someone that, you know, can really do well. John, you have anything to, uh, to add to those good answers? You know, taking your medicine, you know, and not trying to, you know, force it on the course. Uh, like Eddie said, there are some run-ups on most holes. So, you know, if you do miss fairways, you know, you know, just kind of getting it up there. And then the last point I'd add, um, which I, I, I think, is huge is being a good lag putter um you know and being able to judge your lags and sort of leave yourself good leaves all right george let's go to the uh what the current champion right what's yeah. the key to winning at Wingfoot? you know i know guys like to throw around it's second shot golf course but to me Wingfoot's really a third and fourth shot golf course i think if you really are a strong bunker player and you're a good chipper and putter, and that's, that's really the key on, on both golf courses. All right, so what single shot could be a tee shot, approach shot, putt, chip? Um, what single shot at wing foot will go the furthest in determining the champion? 
I'm going to say the tee shot on 15. Um, two reasons. Uh, the way the new uh, Gil Hance um, improvement in the fairway opens up the left side. It used to be that you had to play the shot from the top of the hill where the bunker is now. But I think late in the round, that tee shot will be crucial because if you flare it into the right bunker, it's a really tough uh, shot up to the green. And the green, the first 25 feet of the green are basically <laughs> unplayable at times because that ball could come back off the front of the green. You have an impossible chip depending on where the hole is. So 15 tee shot. I love it. I, I tell you, I've never thought of it, but now that I think about it, uh, it's an interesting question. I think 16, you got to be in the perfect part of the fairway there because um, uh, the tree that hugs the left side of the green will block you out if you're down the left side. Even if you're in the fairway, you've got to then probably hit a hook around it or, or a really high approach shot. And um, from that back tee, you, know, you got to place it just right, just in the far side of the fairway. And by the way, the worst rough on the golf course, or at least some of the worst golf uh, rough on the golf course, is that far right uh, rough on 16 at the bend. So I'd say 16 tee shot. I think the tee shot on the eighth hole might be the hardest shot at Wingfoot. And if you think about it in the context of the round, you really you know start off with five holes that are really punching in the mouth. You might get a chance to get a little bit of momentum on six and seven, shorter, you know, short par four and an easier par three and then get to the eighth hole and you know that could really derail your round if you don't hit a great shot and to eddie's point earlier is you really want to stay on the outside part of the dog leg but 520 yard par four that typically plays into the wind it's going to be a bit of a challenge and you know you have a little bit of uh you know thought to try and hug the right side there but if you end up right then you're kind of that's a bogey at best and you know if you don't hit it in the fairway, then it's really difficult to save par. So I'd say that tee shot, I'm really looking forward to seeing how guys play that. I'm going to go with uh, the tee shot on 17 West. Uh, there's a new tee box back behind the green of 12 East. I think it plays 495. Um, and I actually think the second shot on 17 East, uh, 17 West, for, for me visually, for some reason, it's, it's just a really tough approach shot. So I'm going to go with tee ball on 17 West. Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with John on that one. I think 17's brutal. I mean, it feels like it always plays into the wind, and you're back up on that hill, and it's easy to push one right or hook one left, and it's just uh, you know you got to hit the fairway because it's a long hole and it's a it's a narrow green, so you're just you're you're typically tired. It's later in the round, so it's hard. Dylan, just to add to that, the approach shot on 17. I mean, I, I made some notes about which bunkers you never want to be in. That left bunker on 17, pretty much you never want to be in because of the knobs on the green. You always have a downhill ball is going to hit, hit on the downhill on the green, and you've got no chance to get it close unless the pin's in kind of a funky place, maybe towards the back. So, yeah, that's a two-shot hole right there where you've got to have a perfect drive and a perfect second shot because it's maybe the most narrow approach uh, on that golf course. All right, let's see. What is the biggest difference between day-to-day -day conditions at Wingfoot and the conditions that guys will see for the U.S. Open? Eddie, you've been on a roll. Um, I guess the easy question would be, I think the, uh, the rough is really the easy question and the narrow and the fairways. I think last week I, I lasered the sixth 
fairway, which looks like a ribbon right now, at 23 yards wide. Um, normally that fairway is probably 30, 35. But I think just with what I saw this weekend in the last two weeks, the rough, the greens are always tough. Listen, if they're rolling 11 plus to everybody's point, you know, uh, there's a great comment, I think, that attributes to Wingfoot's difficult. The closer you get to the hole, the harder it gets. So the shots out of the rough are going to really, a foot into the rough are going to determine. So I think the rough is the, the biggest change factor because we play it pretty tough generally. Phil, and I, I concur. I mean, the rough is the difference, but we play this golf course pretty much like this ever since the last open. They didn't really widen the fairways back out much. I mean, they narrowed them. They didn't really widen them back out. I mean, you look at four and, and uh, 15, and I mean, they didn't, they didn't move. So, yeah, the rough is definitely more difficult, but everything else is pretty much the same. But I swear we could have the U.S. Open in, with a week's notice any year, any time of the year. I would say the biggest thing for me is really the firmness of the greens, not necessarily the speed, but the firmness of the greens. And it really shines in some of our championships, whether it's our Anderson championship or club championship, when they really, you know, get the course in great shape and kind of close to the, this, these conditions. And what that does for me is it makes you actually have to read the green from 200 yards away and you have to land a, you know, six iron or five iron in a spot that's, you know, not natural to the eye. It's away from the pin and you have to play off contours that you wouldn't even think of if the greens were soft. So, you know, God willing, it's really firm. We don't get a whole lot of rain. Um, but if that's the case, then, you know, it's almost impossible to make a birdie from the, from the rough if that's the case and really challenging from the fairway, regardless of what shot you have couple of fun ones here. What are the Wingfoot members rooting for this week? What are you guys and, you know, the rest of the membership hoping will happen? Plus eight. High scores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll concur over par, but I would add that a fair test, right? Agree, Eddie. Agree. A very fair test. You don't want to hear the players. Listen, I don't think the one thing that I don't think people realize on the east course excuse me the west course is that there's really no spot if we're playing it as easy as it could be on the on a outing day there's really no let up and i think in u.s open conditions they're going to realize that when they get to about 13 and they're even par and they got to hit a few more shots they go oh boy so i guess my point is that it's just a it's a demanding 18 holes in that we don't need to trick it up and of course the rough and the greens will be quick but I think it'll stand for itself but I'm looking for a plus I say plus three and you win by two you take it I, I concur with Eddie just you know I want to show that the golf course is super fair it is I mean you make a mistake you get punished um, if someone rolls one off the green they fit a bad shot right like so there's not going to be any of this oh, it's a Mickey Mouse setup, you know, the greens are, are unfair. It's totally fair. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, I, I think if we hear that commentary, it might be from someone who's having a really bad day. But, um, you know, Tita Green, I think it's all right there in front of you, right? There is no BS out there. There's no trick shots. There's no, uh, there's no really weak holes. There's no, 
you know, ridiculous holes. So I just want to hear that it's, it's fair and hard and demanding and you had to hit every shot just right. I would really love a scenario where there's one guy under par. I think one or two under, and he's the only person that, that did that. And I feel like that would be a tremendous accomplishment. Walk off that 18th green exhausted. And, you know, it really would show that that was the best player in the world that week. And he proved it and he earned it. So I'm rooting for, for that. But I wouldn't hate to see plus eight either. All right. Let's get to prediction time then. What will the cut be? And what will the winning score be at Wingfoot for the U.S. Open? Well, we were actually talking about this before you jumped on, Dylan. Or maybe you were eavesdropping, but I already put mine out there. I'd take plus three, and you win by one or two. The cut, I'm thinking 150, but we were laughing before. Is want to know what the highest score that the guy, that whoever makes the cut, the, the highest score, like, is it? It could be plus 30. That's, I'm just trying to understand that because if you're playing bad to all our commentary before, it could get to be some long walks out there for, you know, coming up Sunday after three and three-quarter days of, uh, you know, hitting it in the rough and short side yourself and three putts. That will be an interesting stat. How about winning score? Do you see anyone under par? I'm going with I'm going with minus one to minus three just to keep it interesting. And <laughs> I really going with over par. I got to take the other side to keep it interesting. I think it's going to be plus two, and that guy who's trying to get it under par coming in, he's like he's even par with three to go, and he bogeys through the last three. Still wins, but he's really trying to grind it to get under par. Doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm in the plus four camp, and and with Eddie, 150 is the cup. You know, 75, 75, probably gets you in. All right, what would be your advice for a first-time guest at Wingfoot or a course similar to Wingfoot? Not that there are too many courses similar to Wingfoot, but you get the idea. What would be your advice to a first-time guest at Wingfoot? Don't wear flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Take your head off in the grill. Don't play with Macaulay. Um, That's a good one. I'll be honest with you. I've had many guests up there. And, of course, um, the average, let's say, 10 handicap things. Let's go play the back tees. They get to, like I said, you get to 13. They want to crawl in. So just play the white tees. Have a good time. And you know what? Maybe a little foot wedge now and then might help them, too. We don't like, you know, anything greater than four-hour rounds. We, we want sub-four-hour rounds, move it along, you know. So nobody cares what you shot. Nobody cares. Nobody. nobody cares. And have make sure you stop at the, in the grill room for a while. From a club selection standpoint, make sure you, take, you don't take anything that would go past the pin. I think, Jeff, you alluded to it earlier, but you want to stay below the holes and I think that, you know, a good player there, you know, everybody in this, in this chat, you know, very rarely misses it over the green. So if you're taking a club that, you know, if you fan it, it goes short, you got a much better chance from there than you do behind the green. So just kind of make sure that you stay below. What's something that only members know about Wingfoot? Um, some, some secret of Wingfoot that you can share with us. We don't want to get you in any trouble here, but just shy of getting you in trouble. We would like to know everything. There's a bathroom right at the bottom of the first set of stairs to the lower locker room. Nobody ever uses it. 
<laughs> it's close to the bar, too. That's a good one. And sounds well-located. George, you got anything for the uh, yeah, public domain? Uh, I, I think what's really cool, I always tell everyone, is somebody told me when I first got in, but I gather all the, all the stone from, for the clubhouse was gathered from the property when they built the golf course, which I think is a really cool, um, you know, old school kind of story because it's like, you know, they basically just, I think someone said it earlier. I mean, Tilling has showed up there and used the property he was given with. And then, you know, Westchester County is a rocky piece of, uh, piece of the country. And they took all the rock and decided to build, uh, the, the, you know, the, the famous clubhouse with it, which I think is a really cool story. When you come to 18 and you're in that fairway, it's, it's deceptive, right? So you, you see the pin, you see the big mound on the front, you don't see much beyond that, maybe the back of the green. It's a huge margin for error for you to hit the shot, right? From the crest to the back of the green is, I don't know, got to be 25 yards. And so if you land one up there, it's going to probably land, go in the same spot. So if you fly it to five yards from the back of the green and five feet past the, the edge of the uh, crest, it's going to be right there in the center of the green. And the worst thing you can do is come up a half club short. And then as, as Eddie was saying, you know, you, you're chipping from way down below and it's just, it's no fun from down there. But like literally that, that green should catch just about any shot that, you know, is within 20 yards sort of back to front. Um, so I think that, yeah, it, it's intimidating, but honestly, it's a much bigger green than you might see from the fairway. So you just kind of take your chances of making sure you land it you know, as far into the green as possible because that the back of the green is so steep, it's going to catch pretty much every ball. Just one thought. No, that's terrific, especially because, I mean, with any luck, there's going to be some drama coming down uh, the 72nd. I think Gil Hans, I asked him the, the question about what the most important shot was of the tournament. He said, your third putt on the first hole. He was like, no, I'm dead serious. Because if you make your third putt, you still got a chance. It's just after that, things get a little sketchy. So, And as you can tell, Wingfoot is a golf course that inspires some fierce loyalty and enthusiasm from its members. And they're eager to see the best pros in the world tackle their course this week and hopefully get a little bit beat up in the process. Thanks so much to those five club champs for joining us. Thanks to Lee Finer, who expertly produced this week's episode. And thanks to you for listening. We'll be back with some stories from on the ground at Wingfoot next week.